Welcome to Hashtag No Filter Healthcare Podcast. This is where reality meets medicine, raw, unscripted, and uncensored. Co-hosted by healthcare aficionados, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. Ready to deep dive into the heart of healthcare? No filter, just facts. Let's get started. Welcome to Hashtag No Filter Healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda. And today we have our guest speaker, Dr. Brian Laskin, who's the CEO and co-founder of Tooth Apps. Hey, Brian. It's great to have you here today. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Okay. I am, I'm going to be honest. I, I was really excited to talk to you today about your company and everything that you're doing to change the dental and hopefully medical industry. Um, but before we get into all of that, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about a your book. You you wrote another book that was recently published, and I'd love for you to just tell us um, what it, what's it called and what it is about. Yeah, it's coming out in September of this year. It's called Dental Disorder, Exposing the Biggest Problem in Dentistry and How to Solve It. Uh, and, you know, really what's happened is that over the last 20, unfortunately, 20 plus years of my career as a dentist, then a ser- t- turn and serial tech entrepreneur within dentistry, uh, I kept hitting a couple different walls that, that uh, has really exposed to me uh, some things that are going on in our industry that, that most people don't really think about or, or know about. And it's really the problem of our patient's data being locked in what I call data prisons, being the different software platforms that we have in our offices. And that I believe that we're entering a phase of dentistry that uh, is gonna unlock more innovation and higher quality care that I've seen in my career. Uh, I feel like we're at a liminal moment, an inflection point. You know, I like to think of dentistry in the three phases. So dentistry 1.0, is analog dentistry. Dentistry 2.0 is digital, which includes everything, obviously, from digital charts to CT scans, even uh, you know CAD CAM, 3D printing, even even uh, AI. I would put and then dentistry 2.0, and this next phase that we're going to unlock is what I call dentistry 3.0, which is a new phase of interconnectedness, interconnectedness with our patients uh, through teledentistry. Uh, in a, in a connection with our medical colleagues, you know, the whole oral medical systemic link that's going on, but none of this is possible. None of this interconnectedness is not, it's not possible without access to our data. And so, um, what we detail or what I detail, I should say in the book, dental disorder is not only the problem, but how we got here at this point, uh, and who's the barriers, meaning the, the large companies and organizations in our industry that that really have to re- reformat themselves in order to to unlock this opportunity and what we can do about it, the, the multiple uh, angles that we need to take to solve the problem, and then detailed not just the, the multiple problems that many people don't think about uh, that, that cascade from, from not having access to your patient's records, to to the opportunities that we can all unlock once we, we once we solve this problem. Well, I can't wait to read it. I I already uh, signed up to get notified when it's released. So thank you. <laughs> um, but great title, and it's it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great read, um, especially because it's something that I have been passionate about for a long time. So, but uh, thank you for the information on that. Um, if anyone wants to. 
um, check out your book. What is the website that they can sign up for for the release? It's pretty simple. It's dentaldisorder.com. And appreciate that. And very much, I should mention, it's, you know, when you, when we were talking before about the podcast, your hashtag no filter healthcare is definitely in alignment with, with my, you know, my personality, my strategy, because the book is very much no filter. So, you know, I, I, I definitely am uncovering things that will ruffle some feathers in the book. I am not a wallflower. I, I feel that there's been some philosophical wrongs and knowingly propagated in the industry, you know, sometimes knowingly, sometimes ignorantly. And I don't know which is worse. Knowingly is probably worse, but, but I, you know, so I expose that in the book and then, then, then how to solve it. And so, yeah, I, I think very much in alignment with your podcast, my, my writing style, if anybody read my first book, the patient first manifesto or, or, or listens to anything that, that I do know, knows that I'm very much a no filter kind of guy too. It's perfect. We know that's why we were like, oh, this is going to be such a great topic to talk about. But okay, so let's talk, let's backtrack a little bit and have you give everybody your background and how you came up with your company, which you co-founded, which is Toothaps. What inspired this idea? Yeah, it's a long story because we're solving, I think, a big problem and, and it really, but I'll, but I'll shorten it, right? So first of all, I'm a dentist uh, and I had, grew my practices over the course of 20 years, sold them four years ago to one of the largest DSOs where I served as chief innovation officer for three years. Uh, so that's kind of my clinical career story. Um, but about 10 years ago, I started developing a program that ended up being Opera DDS, which uh, was a success, is a successful program. I sold it two years ago to Vine Dental and uh, it's still, you know, now it's in, I think over 80,000 dental practices. So it's a it was a very successful run. Along the way, I've developed several other technologies, a virtual uh, reality, a therapeutic virtual reality platform that we call Digital Nitrous, uh, and so and been part of a bunch of different companies in technology. And so, like I mentioned before, I, what that really has done for me is expose the problems that are associated with trying to get access to the patient's information that's locked within practice management solutions right now, primarily. And also let's face it, the electronic dental record is not housed in a practice management software. It's housed in several different platforms, imaging platforms, uh, CT scans, uh, CAD CAM scans. And there's been recent regulation, the Cures Act, which we can talk a little bit more about if you're interested, that is, it's developed by the same people that developed HIPAA. HIPAA is all about privacy and security, which is a very important topic that's not nearly focused on enough in itself, mainly because HIPAA, let's face it, is a pain in the ass. Privacy and security makes everything more difficult. That's the bad news, right? And we've all experienced that. And frankly, the industry as a whole just is not nearly as compliant as we should be. The same people developed the, the Cures Act, the 21st Century Cures Act. The Cures Act is almost the 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 the, the opposite, but the, the but they work together as HIPAA. HIPAA is about privacy and security. The Cures Act is about data accessibility, meaning that those who those healthcare stakeholders that need to have information about the patient uh, uh, need to have access to that. And and HIPAA and security is important, but equally important. Equally important is having access to that data. And we in the industry of dentistry are even worse off when it comes to accessibility of data. What do I mean by that? If 
if a patient comes to your office as a new patient and you request their records, what do you get? I mean, let's face it, it's laughably, horribly, moronically bad right now. And so the book is, you know, and so, so tooth apps is at its core. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you get that, you're right. So that's the problem we're solving at tooth apps at our core, right? So we're, 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 uh, what we call connected dentistry, which is a dental health and the dental health information exchange. So I've written standards, both within a, a standard development that I help uh, organization that helped create called dental standards Institute, and also the interoperability standard for the American dental association. I've been honored to work very closely now with the American dental association to develop this interoperability standard called Odin, the oral data interoperability network and tooth apps is the engine that kind of fuels all of this stuff like you know passing the data so that patients dentists who legally are owners and stewards of this data have access to that and develop it and then to execute on that we also allow any platform that's compliant with hipaa and and, and the other regulations to plug into tooth apps. So we have a marketplace of all the best applications that are HIPAA compliant and cures compliant and give you access to all of your patient's data so that you can perform the best care, increase your production, reduce your costs. And also importantly, the next phase we're building out right now is giving patients access to their data, like the MyChart for dentistry, which is actually more comprehensive than something like MyChart which is limited by, by some problems on the medical side. And like you alluded to, we're trying to do our work here within dentistry so that we can then help out our medical colleagues, both connect with them so we can bring in Epic and Cerner information. You can find out if your patient was just diagnosed with diabetes, you'll know within tooth apps, uh, but then also help healthcare uh, address some of the problems, not problems, some of the unlock some of the opportunities that they have uh, to improve interoperability more on the medical side. Cause they were, they've been trying to fix interoperability within medicine for over a decade. Anybody that's been part of the medical community knows about interoperability, knows about health information exchanges. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's on the one side sort of unfortunate that we haven't addressed it in dentistry, but on the other hand, it's given us the opportunity to, create a better system within our platform of dentistry, give it, learning from what's happened on the medical side. So I kind of went on a long soliloquy about how we got here, but that's kind of what ToothApps is. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I'm a co-founder is I have a, my my co-founder that I started ToothApps with, Alec Matis, I've worked with for about six years in other capacities, but he is just a technical genius. So to to create a platform that not only solves the problem of interoperability within our industry, but is a model for others and connects to all the other applications in dentistry and gives patients access to their data. You obviously need some uh, technical prowess that I think is relatively rare in our industry. And uh, my, my co-founders, genius when it comes to, to, to technology. And uh, he was on the original, for those of you who are, nerds like myself. He was on the original team that developed the agile method of, uh, uh, pr of, of product development within, you know, of coding and, uh, and just, just, you know, we, we have our our secret sauce is our dev team of over 40 people that are world-class. And so, uh, we have, you know, not just the sort of industry knowledge, I think from, from the perspective of me being 
a dentist turned DSO leader and technology entrepreneur, but then also the technical prowess. And I think, and, and standard development, which I think is the combination that is required to address the problem holistically. So long answer to your question, but that's complete, hopefully. No, it was, it's really great to talk about this. I, so it's funny. Um, I just experienced this actually as a patient. So um, I got an x-ray for my back and I had to get a, a CD. <laughs> they had to give me a CD so that I could bring it to my dental or not my dental to my um, to my spine doctor. And what ended up happening is that they were like, oh, we've got the report. We're going to also fax it to your doctor. My doctor never got it. I was waiting days. You know, I'm sitting there waiting like, you know, when am I going to understand what this means? I've got this report in front of me. I have no idea what it's saying. And so I sent her an email and attached the report and said, I, you know, you should have seen this already. She goes, thank you for sending it. I never got it. And, you know, that is time wasted for me, a person that's, you know, in pain, needs help to get going on, you know, my plan of care. And and I just experienced that. So this is a huge problem in our healthcare system. And you'd think with all the advancements we're making in technology, we would have figured it out by now. Um, but I, I absolutely love the concept you guys are building and are being successful with in dental so that it can translate to medical. Um, I remember I was in grad school and we were talking about how to solve this problem. It was honestly one of those brainstorming exercises to kind of think about, you know, what's wrong with our healthcare system and how we're going to help change it. And this was something that we were talking about other countries you know, they think they've got it figured out too. And I, I don't know if this is still the same because I was in grad school years ago. <laughs> but um, one of the things they were even saying is um, patients will have a bracelet that can be scanned and it'll have all of your information, but then you have the problem of privacy. What if that bracelet gets in the wrong hands, you know? So I love this concept. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm so excited that you guys are doing this. Well, thank you. And first off, sorry that you're going through all that. Uh, you know, I, I, I was, if you don't, if you don't mind, uh, you know, and I, and I understand exactly what you're talking about. And I know the reasons why that's going on because they have the problem licked in some aspects of medicine, but the problem is that systems don't connect with. So there's multiple health information exchanges, right? The good news in dentistry is that there's none. And so we can create, the dental, we, what we have done is created the dental health information exchange. Also, my partner, Alec, created the system. If you've ever like applied for a loan or done something at a bank where you can get asked like, which car, which of these cars have you owned or which address have you lived at, right? Uh, so we're building that out within Tooth App so that you don't need to have a digital bracelet, right? We can authenticate you based on your demographic information and your dental history. It's not at all uh, unprecedented for me to be I, people to be identified by their by strangers in forensics with by their dental records, and so what we're doing is we're creating a system within Tooth Apps so patients can self-identify, and then they will be stewards of their data, right? So, so that you will be empowered as a patient using what we call the Odin ID and Tooth Apps to go into any physician and say, "Oh, you don't have the records? Here, let me give them to you," right? Right. No, it's brilliant. Um, it's also funny that we're talking about this from this aspect um, of, you know, patient health information. But what our sponsor, Uptime Health, is also doing is 
um, we're doing interoperability. I can't say the word interoperability. <laughs> there we go. I've got it. So for what we're doing is we're extracting data from manufacturers from the equipment side and bringing it into our platform so that it's one universal hub of information that device users can see everything that they own and understand the equipment without having to log into seven different systems from their manufacturers. So we have, you know, we're vendor agnostic so that we're trying to solve that problem even on the equipment level where it doesn't carry any patient information, but just trying to connect data um, for more efficiency. It's good timing that we're talking about this. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and it's not, it's not, uh, there's no, no mystery as to why, right? I mean, we are entering a new phase of dentistry that's about interconnectedness. You know, at Tooth Apps, we're doing uh, clinical data, both, you know, for everybody, all the stakeholders with clinical data. And at Uptime Health, you're doing the, uh, the you know, your, your equipment and the information there. Uh, and every aspect of dentistry, I believe, is going to be touched by this. And that's why, I mean, it's not hyperbole to think that, uh, to, from what I say, that I do believe that the, this is the biggest problem in dentistry. And if we solve it, it's going to unlock things like what you guys do at Uptime Health, where, where it's going to, your office is going to run smoother and that allows you to provide better care and be more productive. Every aspect of what we do, I believe is not going, is, is going to be positively transformed due to the interconnectedness. Completely agree. Okay. So I, we've been no filter this whole time. You know, this has been really great. Um, but when we talk about the patient side I mean, I don't know that patients understand the the true dilemma that this causes. And so I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on helping encourage the, the message that um, patient information needs to become, you know, accessible to all of our healthcare providers. What What is the, how are you going to take it to the next level of healthcare? Well, number one, I wrote a book about it, right? So, so read the dental disorder because dental disorder uh, describes in detail just the moronic issues that we that <laughs> okay. we tolerate on a day to day basis, all day long in a dental practice that we, we don't even think about, right? Due due to this problem. Number two, you highlighted with your story about that's not it's not like that's isolated to your story uh, and your back issues, right? That's happening in every dental practice with patients, all, and not every patient every day, but in every dental practice every day. When you have a new patient come in that you don't have access to, when you refer a patient across the hall and you don't give them the records across the hall, I mean, it's just idiotic. Uh, like, and, and I say idiotic because, not because we as dentists haven't done it, but that the software vendors haven't done it. You know, that nobody else has, has really attacked this until now. And it's because of, uh, I mean, bluntly, no filter, no filtery. Is that a word? I just made it up. No filtery. It's a, it's because of a scarcity mindset. People thinking like if that they open up their systems, that that they'll lose people due to a more innovative platform. That's what this comes down to. And let's think about that, right? This is not their data. This is not their data. That data is housed in their database but it's the patient's data, legally, morally, ethically. And you as a dentist have a legal, oral, legal moral, and ethical uh, right to that, access to that data so you can provide the best care. And so right now what's going on is people are illegally 
withholding that data, right? And 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 if you re, if you reported these companies to the ONC or FTC, they will pay massive fines, right? What we're doing at Toothaps is giving everybody an opportunity to solve this. Same thing with what you're doing with, with. But you're right, absolutely. Uh, I'm passionate about it, right? Uh, and and I think every dentist should be if they care about giving providing quality care. Well, look at that. I just made you promote your book again. Oh. See, I'm I'm good at what I do, yeah. Brian. Well, maybe maybe I wrapped it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> No, I am. I'm really excited to read it. Yeah. And, and speaking of your book, obviously it's a, it's a huge marketing tool in my eyes. I'm like, woo, let's promote this. But also I think there's a lack of knowledge and understanding of this whole process because I think people are on both sides trying to hold everything close to themselves as far as their data versus realizing the benefits of actually, you know, passing that data along because ultimately leads to better patient care, better outcomes, right, for the provider. So I guess, tell me a little bit about your marketing strategy and how you plan to kind of get this knowledge at the forefront besides the book. Is there anything that you're doing right now that that's kind of leading the charge in that direction? Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you. Great question. You know, I, I believe strongly that to solve this problem, it requires a three-pronged approach. Standardization to align the profession. I told you about one of the standards. We, we've worked on several standards uh, and with a capital S, like not, not small S. We're, not, we're actually getting accredited bodies like the American Dental Association Standard Committee, ANSI, to create these so that we have aligned ways of doing things in the profession, because that's important. If we have 12 ways of doing it, we have the same methods going on in medicine. Uh, number two is innovation. We have to create a platform that can execute on that. That's what Toothaps is. Uh, number three is what you're talking about right now is education. You can't have transformative change without people being educated. And so, you know, appreciate you having me on this podcast, right? I wrote the book. Uh, I have my own podcast, the Patient First Podcast. I write tons of articles. I do lots of lectures. I'm sure I'll be speaking from all sorts of places about from the, you know, and the ADA now will be involved because the Odin standard, uh, you know, there's going to be, it's just, you know, if you think of HIPAA when it first came out, nobody even knew about it. Right. But I, but I do feel like this is the type of uh, topic that's going to have to be disseminated because I mean, it's, it's shocking to me that it's the 2016 Cures Act. And I, after talking with hundreds of people about this, I probably know two people that actually knew what that was in dentistry, right? So if you're hearing about this for the first time, listening to No Filter, number one, thanks for bringing this to the forefront uh, 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 on this podcast. And number two, it won't be the last time you hear about it, right? Yeah. And, and I hope that you keep trucking on and giving that education because I think it's so, so important just on all angles to kind of understand that this is meant for both sides. It's a win-win, right? Um, and so that's that's super inspiring. Um, can you share any significant lessons or takeaways, you know, of you just starting this business as a whole? Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, what I would say is that in my experience, um, doing the things that other people aren't willing to do and, uh, er, you know, thinking early on, I, I would think like, why, why should I be doing this? Right? Like if this, is, if there's a problem, like, should I get involved? Cause somebody else will probably deal with this problem. And what I found out is that those are the best problems to go after. Cause the more and more I, I try to do bigger, more transformative things, I realized 
that the pool of people that are actually out there looking to actually make transformative change is a very, very small pool. And so just get in, get involved and, and, uh, you know, keeping a, a, a learning mindset of trying to learn everything that you can about something. And it truly is just a small group of, of, uh, passionate people that do make transformative change. So if you're looking to do it, just getting started is the best way to go. It's great advice. And I agree. It's, you know, it's the things we probably need most that are the hardest to achieve, right? <laughs> I, you know, and I, I think bigger is actually easier than smaller. You know, I've built, you know, small, small, not small applications, but things that weren't as like a monumental task. But as you get fewer people look to solve bigger problems. So the bigger problems you are looking to solve is actually, you know, there's, 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 there's not as many people up at the try at at the level trying to solve the biggest problem. So, uh, uh, you know, if I could if I could talk to myself twenty years ago in my career, I would tell myself to think bigger earlier. Great advice. I would do that too. <laughs> trying to, we're you know we're still trying to think bigger all the time. But <laughs> well, Brian, it was really great to have you on today's podcast episode and you know, this is such an important topic to talk about. I hope people take, you know, everything they can from this episode and um, explore your book and, you know, Toothaps. Um, if you want to learn more about Brian and Toothaps, you can visit toothaps.com. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or comment below if you have questions for us. Thanks again, Brian. Thank you so much. And thanks for everything you do to educate the uh, dental community. I appreciate it.